Greetings, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Crypt Creepers, the podcast where we spend a quarter of our budget on the greatest horror anthology of our generation, Tales from the Crypt. I'm Thomas Johnston, and this unlicensed private investigator is my sister, Mary Johnston. It's just a piece of paper. <laughs> just like marriage, just a piece of paper. It doesn't do a, a damn thing else. It shouldn't stop me from investigating any crimes or taking any money from anybody who's foolish enough to give it to me. The Catholic Church, also the Catholic Church also cares deeply about whether someone is or is not now, a licensed private investigator. Now the Pope, They're like, have you been baptized? Did you have your confirmation? Where's your P, where, where's your PI license? Yeah, are you like are you like a legit gumshoe? If I now if I were solving crimes for the Pope, I'd get that piece of paper. But until the Pope calls, before we formally talk about this episode, um, this episode, this movie, <laughs> <laughs> this 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 episode that is a movie. No, did you remember? Do you remember watching Bordello of Blood like in real life as a child? Yes, this is probably I do too. this is the one I've seen the most. I would say like of any Tales from the Crypt property, I've probably this seen must, this at least this, five this, times. Yeah, this must have like run on stars or something. Yeah, I, I like I remember watching this on TV. Uh, probably not great. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Do you remember it being so bad? No. I was actually very surprised how bad it was. And it was Mm. bad in a way that I did not expect at all. So I think we should get into it. Okay. Yikes. You would think we would get better at this. Gilbert Adler directed this. He, and it surprises me because he directed two of my most favorite, most memorable Tales from the Crypt episodes. He directed Death of Some Salesman, which I cannot wait to talk about, and also What's Cooking, which is the episode with meatloaf in it, which I also love. Um, he also produced, uh, much of, uh, Tales from the Crypt's run basically entirely through the nineties. Um, he also produced Constantine with Keanu Reeves and the, mm-hmm. um, updated version of House on the Haunted Hill that features, uh, Jeffrey Rush and Tay Diggs chewing the scenery like wild animals. Two of the most handsome men in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is written by Bob Gale. Um, who, along with Robert Zemeckis, who also wrote this, are, like, best buds and um, the creators, writers, and producers behind the Back to the Future franchise. Um, And I think we know who Robert Zemeckis is at this point, right? Bobby Z. Bobby Z. This was, and this was right, this was, wasn't this the first thing they did out of, isn't this supposed to be, like, the first thing they did out of film school or something? Yeah, they wrote, this was, like, a... They wrote this as, like, a, as, like, a, like, a short kind of thing out of film school. And I guess it was almost kind of a joke, like, there's a John Travolta movie where, where he's, like, a struggling Mm -hmm. actor, and this is, like, the one thing on his resume, so, but that was, like, filmed, like, ten years before this, so I think it was sort of... Well, you... Thing. You can't even tell. I mean, this 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 story is so tight and everything is so well. <laughs> they plotted, really but... had like tw- this was written like the 1970s. So they really had. They really made the most of the 30 years that they had to own it. Um, when I watched this, I was like, "Wait, is this a late? Is this a mid period Coen Brothers screenplay? It's just so tight." Did Alfred Hitchcock secretly write this and do it? <laughs> um, 
So let's move on to the cast. Dennis Miller is Rafe <laughs> Gutman. He, Dennis Miller, was a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live cast member from 85 to 91 and a neoconservative scumbag from 2001 to present day. Yeah, he, he, he was like a normal smug Hollywood lib and then... 9-11 broke his brain. <laughs> he was like, he was like, gotta lock them all up. Um, Sorry, I realized I delivered that like that's a laugh line. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, just sad. It happened to a lot of people. <laughs> it's true. Also, um, it's weird to kind of read, <laughs> read about his politics because like you kind of get conflicting things. Some people are like, no, like totally surprised. And then other people are like, I mean, he was always like weird about some stuff. What's mm-hmm. really strange to me is, uh, of course, he's a huge Trump supporter, of course. Um, but when he was talking, he does like lots of things for Bill O'Reilly. Um, mm-hmm. One of the times he was talking to Bill O'Reilly, he was like, you know what the worst thing about Hillary Clinton is? She makes abortion too available to people. So apparently like that's one of his thumping points. I don't know. He is arguably yeah. the worst part of this movie. And he was paid mm-hmm. $1 million to do it. Right. And this movie had a. Something like four million and change budget. So he's like, they took monies away from the spe- supposedly took monies away from the special effect budget to pay Dennis Miller to be in this movie. I have more information about Dennis Miller in this movie later on, but it relates to another uh, cast member. Have so, you, just sidebar: Have you ever have you ever heard Dennis Miller's stand up? Like Dennis Miller then had like the Dennis Miller Show, which I think he was filming when this was going on, and he he's like. For kind of a while, was like everybody's conservative dad's favorite like HBO comic, and he does these like long extended he's like kind of riffs and comparisons using like a bunch of weird like outdated stuff. He's sort of like he's like the evil version of Dana Gould's pod- podcast. It's not great. I thought that he was sort of like um, conservative, dirty Seinfeld. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. It's just one of these things where he'll be like, you know, I. I, I thought about trying to write a Dennis Miller-esque uh, episode summary or intro or something, and it was too much work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, really he does he does his comedy in this, and it's it's hard to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little Prozac? <sighs> uh, I do. I am very impressed by, I hope it was his choice. I know that he ad-libbed most of his lives. I, lines. I hope that he, it was his idea to just loosely place some Chips Ahoy in that goblet that he offers Catherine <laughs> on his desk. Like, wh- what? Couldn't get a cookie jar? It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Speaking of Catherine. <laughs> yeah, Catherine, who's that? Speaking of Catherine, uh, Erica Aluniak? Question mark. Um, this person has a career that just makes me go oof and like really feel sad um so she started her career as a child modeling star wars underpants and then she was in et as a character who is credited only as pretty girl and she's the person that elliot kisses in the science lab while all the frogs are hopping around oh sweet yeah Enthusiastic consent, Elliot. Yep. And then she went on to star in Baywatch, where I hope she made just, like, pots of money. She was also in the 80s remake of The Blob and the 90s remake of The Beverly Hillbillies. And she... Oh, sweet. So she got to um, she got to work with... What's her name? Who's it? What's her name? Uh, Mrs. Clampett? Direct- <laughs> no, no, no. The woman who directed... Um, 
who directed Beverly Hillbillies and also Wayne's World and also those uh, documentaries I can't remember the names of right now about oh yeah uh, about, like, decline of the and... Western civilization yeah, yeah. rise yeah. and decline of the Western civilization I didn't know that she did yeah. Beverly Hillbillies that is kind of cool I I believe she did that's pretty cool uh, she also did little little rascals I think too the remake <laughs> what an interesting which is vi- quite a hard watch I'm for the sure. modern day what an interesting an interesting career um Erica has this uh quote which i felt was felt like kind of caught the melancholy mood i felt by looking at her uh, imdb which is <clears throat> an actor is like a piece of clay you just keep molding me even people who work with you every day want to put you into a little box Oof. yikes yuck yeah and i thought that i thought she wanted to i read somewhere that uh, when doing this role she wanted to move in sort of a less exploitive direction uh, with her career. So she did um, Bordello of Blood? Well, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. I suppose. Um, but I mean, uh, notably, when, when you and I read some gross reviews, she does, she does not do nudity in this movie. And so... Yeah, and people can't even I, understand I it because she's done nudity before. Right, right, which is great. Very normal. It's a great, great take, bro. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, let's move on to Angie Everhart, who is Lilith in this, the main uh, bad vampire. <laughs> so the main good vampire, <laughs> the main cheerful vampire. Well, we had one of them earlier this season in Tales uh, Yeah. So she started her career as a model. She posed in Sports Illustrated, Playboy, and is notably <sighs> the first redhead to be on the cover of Glamour magazine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, this is this is before South Park made like weird anti-ginger prejudice a thing <laughs> i suppose I, they did make like an enormous deal out of her red hair i was like i feel like there are like lots of redheads but okay um like she's one like red hair is the choice that most brunette women go when they feel like getting a little wild correct um so everhart uh made her film debut in uh the arnold schwarzenegger joint last action hero which i actually <laughs> like kind of a lot <laughs> Number one, I like that you called it a joint. It's a joint. Um, yeah, Last Action Hero, I think, is, is pretty is good. Sorely underrated. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I actually like most wacky Arnold Schwarzenegger roles. Um, I think that I mean Junior gets like the most comments because it's the mm-hmm. most insane. But there is actually kind of sweet and like oddly progressive moments in uh, Junior. Sure. Um, I like yeah. Twins too, but my mm-hmm. favorite is Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I really like Kindergarten Cop. I think it's an enjoyable movie. Um, Is Kindergarten Cop the one that has the line, you're not so tough, but you're not so tough without your car? It absolutely is. What's really cool (laughs) about Kindergarten Cop is that generally um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is paired with somebody like Angie Everhart, who is like, you know, an unbelievably beautiful person. In Mm -hmm. in in Kindergarten Cop, he has like, his romantic lead is kind of a normal looking woman, which is sort of cool. Um, because it's mostly weird because Arnold Schwarzenegger always just looks real surreal. It's kind of like in um in True Lies, it's just weird to see Arnold Schwarzenegger be around, uh, like like just not even ordinary, just normal actors. Or like in Um, Jingle All the Way, where you're supposed to believe he's like a mattress salesman. Yeah, I (laughs) the most jacked, the most the most uh uh. I'm trying to think in place the most alike his co-stars he's ever looked is in predator <laughs> and that's only because he's hanging out with the sexual tyrannosaurus himself former 
Minnesota Governor Jesse the Body Ventura. I thought you meant just the Predators, and I was like, that that tracks, that tracks. <laughs> no, but, but like the, all, all of the awesome, super masculine, like, woo-ha, stuff that comes yeah. before that. It's sort of weird that he he has such a strange career, um, but we're talking about him. We're talking about Angie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are, we are, we are, we, Arnold had his chance for us to talk about him, and we did not like his episode. No, maybe, maybe if he ripped someone's heart out with his tongue, then we could have talked about it more. Um, <laughs> Uh, Angie uh, once said this, no doubt, in some sort of kind of like a little bit, a little bit seedy interview. Uh, I prefer intellect and charm. Good looks only take you so far. You don't have to be the best looking guy, Um, which I think both does and then doesn't explain um, her consecutive engagements to Sylvester Stallone and Joe Pesci. (laughs) Oh, wow. So I I was reading about... uh, the production of this movie, um, she kind of apparently Zemeckis was trying to get in good with Stallone and so decided to cast her, um, despite this being like, what, like her second or third acting credits or something ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because, but, but he apparently was telling everybody that, you know, supermodel actresses are going to be the next big thing. Who was Zemeckis or Stallone? Or Zemeckis. Or, Zemeckis or Sylvester, it. as I like to call him. Yeah, not Sylvester. Not, not Sylvester. <laughs> not friend of the pod, Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> we call him. Like like we're his grandma. Um, I feel like um, I feel like some of the people want to run down her performance a little bit. I think Uh, she's okay. Terrible of a job. Yeah, she's she's good. I actually think that both she and um, and the woman who plays Catherine are pretty good in this. Um, Actually, everyone pretty much except for Dennis Miller, I'm I'm pretty on board with. They make a lot of people do a lot of really crazy things in this. I don't think Mm -hmm. the performances are what's wrong with this movie. I agree. I agree. Um, it's also notable that um, uh, both Angie and Erica are both, if I can call them by their first names, um, are both still acting and still have active uh, credits and movies in production and stuff like that. Yeah, that is cool. Um, it seems like she, Angie has sort of um, changed her career over into being almost more like a, like a personality kind of thing. Like she does like a lot mm-hmm. of game shows and that sort of thing. And I think that's smart. Sure. Um, and, yeah. And that, 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 that sort of makes sense as a arc for maybe someone who is a supermodel. Yeah. You know, you're sort of a, you're, 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 you are a famous face. Totally. Totally. Um, and she's probably also had kind of like a wild, crazy life and has lots of funny things to say about it. She needs to record a podcast like the Tobolowski files. There you go. She and Tobolowski should have their own podcast. <laughs> no, she should have a podcast on the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. We should reach out. Angie. 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 Um, then we have uh, Chris Sheridan. Uh, Prince Humperdinck is in this movie as mm-hmm. the Reverend Current. Um, he al- Jimmy Current. He also, the entire time I was watching this, I was like, I really actually wish we were watching Fright Night. And I think it's, and I did not make the connection that he is the, the vampire neighbor in Fright Night. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. feel like Fright Night is honestly what this movie is trying to do. But it's just mm-hmm. not – it doesn't, like, fully have a handle on it. Like, a lot of the the, the emotional beats and, like, kind of funny the, – the horror comedy levels that Fright Night hits are, like, I think what this movie is trying to do. But I yes. wonder if that's partially why. And he's very good in that. And actually, I think he's probably my favorite performance in this, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, Corey Feldman is back. I wouldn't even mention him. We know we know who he is. Lost Boys, Goonies, Gremlins, Stand By Me, one of the Corys. We know who he is. Except that he has spilled the tea on what a pain in the ass 
Dennis Miller was during production. Um, he said that Dennis Miller was incredibly rude and disrespectful to the cast and crew. And according to Feldman, Miller once, like, Miller was always trying to leave set early. Like, he would force his co-worker, like, his co-stars, um, like, the, the filming of it to be like, we'll do all my scenes. And then other people had to stand in for Miller. And then Miller would, like, blow out of there. And then... Like, you know, you'd have, like, production assistants who would, like, read Miller's lines and then the other actors would have to react to him. Right. What a what a dick. That's such a dick move. Um, but according to Feldman, one of the times he was told that he couldn't do it, so Miller just stole a van from the transportation department and left set. Um, and apparently uh, they often would get into scuffles together, into fights. <laughs> If you're if you're, if you're on a film set and Corey Feldman wants to kick your ass, you're probably kind of a big kind of a big dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, there's lots of interesting people in this movie. There's a lot of great ca- character actors, but uh, we need to we need to get into it. I do want to mention that uh, Bill Sadler is in this in the opening as the mummy. Yeah, He's and the, the closing too. There he He's is. Not- <laughs> yeah, there he is again. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, okay, so I just want to say, I'd like, um, I think that uh, Aubrey Morris as McCutcheon, the mortician, is maybe my, maybe my favorite performance. He's right up there with Jimmy Current. Um, just notable because, of course, he was in another a great episode. Uh, he's in um, Not Sacrifice, what's it called? The one with the, uh, the gold digger property developer on the tropical island. All right. Uh, do you want to give us a synopsis? Yeah. Here's my synopsis, which, I, again, I thought about writing it like Dennis Miller, but I couldn't work enough like obscure baseball references or talk about microfiche enough. So I'll just say this. Rafe Gutman is a private eye played by human charisma machine and sexual <laughs> tyrannosaurus. Dennis Miller, can you tell that I watched Predator recently? While searching for a routine missing brother, he stumbles across a house of ill repute full of vampires, boobs, blood, quips in Bordello of Blood. It's almost like I wrote dialogue for a trailer. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that on Mr. Movie Phone voice. Um, I was trying to actually do the, like, the, like, exploitive cinema, the bordello of blood. Yeah, so this is a... (laughs) This movie is a big mess. Um, It's kind of weird that they decided to uh, produce a 30-year-old screenplay and try to buff it up. And then they kind of stunt cast a comedian with not a whole lot of uh, previous acting chops as the main character. And this movie, I feel like, is definitely for, like, a 12-year-old boy to watch on TV or something, right? Um, Maybe a 13-year-old boy. I don't know. Maybe. Is that sick? Um, But just, you know, there is the promise of sex. It's extremely adolescent. Yeah. It's extreme adolescence. And it's kind of dumb. I... I did not expect it to be this much of a mess. Like, I found it difficult to think about what the themes even were. Yeah, like, the themes are, yeah, yes. <laughs> the theme is sort of like, everybody needs to get, <laughs> the theme is, everyone, like, the actors, needs to get paid. <laughs> yeah, for real. We just, we just need to get through this. Yeah, like, let's do this thing. Um, I, I, The only theme I could really, like, push together is that, Men rule and uh, women drool and are sluts. Yeah, yeah, it's a dudes rock movie. It's yeah. it's very much of our time. It's dudes rock. Dude, just guys being dudes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but, but like, yeah, well, like, what is the message? I mean, is it kind of like, <clears throat> 
it's like a bunch of half-baked themes, right? Because there's sort of a religious hypocrisy theme that is sort of very lightly touched on and then abandoned. That's that's by far the theme I was the most interested in. And I by keep far, being like family ties. Question mark. <laughs> I did I did think that 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 uh, that whole idea of like kind of conservative hypocrisy, mm-hmm. like. It really gets muddled up when basically they decide that the corrupt reverend can just kind of turn on a dime and completely redeem himself when he really should be the one who is the object of the most scorn in this. Right. And has even yeah. acted that way, you know? I mean, sort of. They, um, I'd like to kind of break down the characters piece by piece if you would. Dismember them, let's if go, you will. Let's go, please. Okay. Um before we do that, let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, let's start with the bumpers. Oh, yeah. Do you like that, the bumpers? That, I thought that they were fine. I thought they were good. I was, I liked that the Crypt Keeper, it was established, was the size of a normal human being. Okay. See, I hated them. Here's okay. why. Tell me. Okay. So what we see is Bill Sadler's the mummy. I He's fine as the mummy. It's weird that he's a mummy, but also he's kind of like a like a try-hard Hollywood personality. I like the way he says, kudos. I thought that was funny. But the the Crypt Keeper is at like a spooky restaurant with a mummy who's telling him boring stories about his showbiz success. And he is not monologuing to the audience. He is internal monologuing to the audience, uh, which is all very confused and weird. It has nothing to do with Bordello of Blood. Um, and then they decide to play to, to play the game they play in cutting cards, and uh, that's it. It 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 just feels thematically it doesn't really fit. The crypt keeper is not using any of his uh, his powers, if you will. Like he's not it's, he's not really he's not calling us kitties or talking to us. It's it's bad. Um, and what a waste for patron saint of the show, Bill Sadler. Yeah, I I kind of can't. I, I I feel ashamed for him. I for Breaker. <laughs> breaker uh he's pretty he is pretty great i don't know i mean it was fine like i i don't think that most it it does not feel representative of other bumpers i will give you that and also like i said the crypt keeper changes size but i'm actually okay Mm -hmm. with that do you want to talk about the indiana jones introduction or you want to dive right in on the characters (laughs) we can talk about that that might be the that, that might be the best part although i did think it was funny that when they got there and they were like wait we're digging up a body that guy was instantly pissed yeah 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 i yes i thought the indie indie style introduction was pretty good it was fine um He's been looking for Lilith for 10 years. So this was a huge project. 10 years. And like, we never really get an idea of, of what, wh- why. Right. Yeah. Th- yes. The plan is not well conceived. Yeah. Um, And then I, I do like that the coffin bleeds and then they're like, oh, no, that was kind of a weird, a weird thing. The effects on Lilith looked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Just okay. Not bad. I kind of was like, when you see that. Um, if you're watching when I was watching for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yep. I, I agree. I thought that the intro led me to believe that it was going to be much better than it ended up being. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let, let, let's take these characters apart piece by piece. Rafe. Rafe Gutman. Just the worst. Is he, is he totally the reason the movie sucks or just mostly the reason the movie sucks? I would say uh, it's very tempting to say he is the reason, but I think it's only mostly the reason because I think actually the problem with this movie is that it it introduces a bunch of interesting threads that it just drops instantly. 
Yeah, I, I, it's more interesting. I feel like I agree with you, but it's more interesting if I disagree with you. I would say this, though. Everyone else in this movie is to varying actorly uh, capacity, giving it their all. And this could be a glorious mess of a movie, except that the, the nucleus, the character we have to spend the most time with is just sleepwalking through his role yep. with his terrible pseudo mullet haircut and you know, didn't want to didn't want to read with the other actors, has to make up his own lines, makes everyone mad. Um, and he just sucks. And he's not funny either. This isn't like one of these um, situations where he's a, you know, um, an amazing bastard or something. You, you know what I mean? It's not like he's not he's not Gene Kelly and singing in the rain. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like it's not like he like cares so much about the movie that he's going to make everyone hate him. Uh, or a, yeah, or a Daniel Day-Lewis, although I don't know if he's all I know is he's very into the method acting, which I bet is kind of a pain. But, I, you know, I, I don't he might be a lovely man on the set. But just, you know, like he's not it's not like, oh, my gosh, what, whatever it takes for him to do what he does. Just let him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not it's not that. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, he's bad. There's this weird that um, apparently they originally wanted to get one of the lesser Baldwins in this, which I think think how different the movie would be if there was like a. Sort of, sort of meaty, sweaty man doing this job. Oh man, a little misshapen uh, Alec Baldwin walking yeah, through yeah, this. Yeah, microwave. I probably yeah. would be better. Yeah, oh for sure. Because it's it's weird that he's this kind of. He has a lot of like, like your dad's annoying friend or like creepy uncle energy. Um, and and the way he interacts with Catherine, like. It's, it's sort of like the minute they pick up, she picks up the case, they're basically dating as far as he's concerned. Um, it just feels bad and gross. Well, um, he keeps the, like, he keeps mentioning that he knows her. Right, right. And the show isn't really consistent about like how badass he is or isn't. Like he always, he never seems to be scared or in danger or where he bullies um, Caleb's uh, fr- uh, friends, like the guy who kind of looks like... Uh, Dante from Clerks. Yep. Um, but like, he's just a jerk. Um, but like in a pathetic, wormy way. I don't know. It's it's bad. It is weird. I I do think that's true. I kind of forgot about the where he like almost starts a bar fight. Um, although you with, didn't like the classic line, "I'm just not in the mood for a blowjob." Oh, I mean, laugh riot that it was. No, I just this this, this sorry this movie has a lot of casual homophobia and Confederate flags. In it I, and this will be a surprise to everyone. This movie is not very good, and it has a lot of casual homophobia in it. Um, a movie a movie from the '90s with a lot of casual homophobia. No way. Um, yeah, but, like, I think that that's actually one of the biggest issues I had with it. Not only is he sleepwalking it through performance-wise, he really isn't given a ton to do. The most action we see is when he, like, tricks uh, that um, that dominatrix vampire into, like, being chained to her own... Um, I don't actually even know what it is. <laughs> Metal sex bed. Metal sex <laughs> yeah. bed. Crazy Barca lounger, as he calls it. I mean, that- oh yeah. Also, also, what's crazy about that is like, so what? Like, I, I act, they act like that was like a terror, a tremendous turning of the tide. Are we to understand that the the vampires murder every man who comes into the brothel? Yeah, I wondered about that business model for sure. I did think it was, but like. The thing that's really crazy about it is, okay, so he, like, he determines, right, at that point that it is a brothel. He is, and he chains her up so that he can go investigate the morgue and, like, find the nose ring. He doesn't know that they're vampires at that point, right? No. 
Right. And and in the process, he drops his wallet immediately. So actually, that that action is worse than if he did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only time he gets to be at all actiony. The other times, it's like Catherine's like, "I'm gonna swing on this big chain," and he's like, "This is dumb," as he like does it worse than she did. And like, I don't know, he does, he does, he does some like light jogging around the mor- the mortuary where where he's hiding behind things and stuff like that. But yeah, he- yeah. The, the other heroic thing he does is he works a sa- like a soundboard and a laser joystick with his feet. That is the, that's the second most action hero-y thing he does, which doesn't complete the job, even. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really sure quite why he gets to be the main character. Do you like how he keeps bothering Catherine? Like, Catherine just keeps trying to do her job, and he's like, new developments in the case, so I'm just here. Oh, my gosh. Here I am. She would it's... definitely need to get in a restraining order. Yeah, it's, it's so creepy. You want to you wanna seg into Catherine a little bit? Yep. Um, she's, I feel like sort of too objectified. There's definitely, I mean, if Lilith, um, if Lilith, who we can talk about later, is the, pardon the word, the whore, she is the Madonna. Mm-hmm. She's very Jesus-y. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a discarded plot line where she was supposed to have used to been a 300 pound porn star named Chubby O'Toole. Um, and she did not want to do this. I don't, how, how do you think you would explain this in a, in a nice compressed way in the story. I have no idea. I have no idea how they would have done that. I'm sure they could have, because I'm sure they would have just done it the most hacky way possible, where he would have been like, I know I've seen you. Wait, did you used to weigh 300 pounds and be a porn star named Chubby O'Toole? And she would have been like, yes. And they would have been like, good, enough, done. There's your backstory. Do you remember, do you remember when she's in Rafe's creepy uh, movie theater office and she's like looking through the... Like, it looks like records, but uh, are they film canisters or posters or something? She sees Chubby O'Toole. And so the idea is that where he keeps being like, where do I know you from? It's because he's watched her porn. And uh, which also is, I mean, like, I, I mean, that's fine. But it's it's more like, gro- it's certainly in the 90s, more gross male, like, secret power. It's the, I know what your underwear looks like. Kind of, like, creepy, you know, I've watched you perform nude. Now I have power horribleness but um when she's when she's going through that stuff she's she sees the post that says chubby o'toole and then clearly they like like dubbed in her being like Ugh, degenerate and leaves but I, she's supposed to run away because you know she realizes that he knows about her her past yeah yeah good vibes good vibes good good stuff definitely cool definitely great uh should we talk about lilith next sure um lilith i mean Supermodel actresses, turned out maybe not the next big thing. She's not great. She's fine. She's trying, at least, which is more than you can say for Dennis Miller. Um, she, I think her performance is kind of draggy and camp. Yeah. But also she's a... But she's in know, a movie called Bordello of she's, Blood. Right. And she's an impossibly old vampire. And uh, it works okay. Yeah. I, th- she, I, th- I, th- I, think it's a, I think it's okay. I think she kind of knows. I think she's trying, but also knows what this movie is. And that makes mm-hmm. her performance easier to take in than um, than, Ka- than uh, Catherine's performance, which feels like I'm just like, oh, this movie's not going to do what you want it to do for you. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, she never kills anybody when she has the chance to. <laughs> no, she's, she's like one of the worst vampires. Yeah. Yep. That actually uh, is like perhaps the biggest problem with this is that 
none none of these none of the vampires are scary and none of no, no nothing ever really seems to be at stake yeah none of the plans make any sense and yeah yes um just other people um Reverend current we kind of talked about him uh he's great i like that his initials are jc um it's weird that they don't show him being like a complete hypocrite. Like, well, yeah, no, I thought that it, was weird too. Like, they never really decide. Like, he, like, like he seems like he seems like he's just kind of a jerk. But I mean, you know, like the thing where it's you know, it, a teleprompter screws up again. I'm gonna fire his butt. Like, that's not. Yeah, he's not I mean? a he's good. Just, he's, he's not a good guy. But he, they never fully commit to him being like a corrupted evangelical. Yeah, he's not right. Right. He's, he's just sort of. Yeah, he's just kind of a prissy jerk. But then it turns out that he's the one who's commissioned them to get this, you know, evil out of time vampire queen and set her up in a mortician's in the basement of mortician's to run a brothel for the express purpose of killing sinners. Which, <laughs> which, which is suggests, really, which is real crazy. Yeah, which also suggests a level of fanaticalism that you don't see anywhere else. Like that suggests that he's like truly like a fanatical nut job. That he thinks right, that right, sinners right. should die, which doesn't really work with the whole hypocrisy angle. And then the really ridiculous thing is the thing, the, the way that they make. Mo- so you understand why he might want them to exist. You don't quite understand why they care that he's there. Since the way they make money is they like the vampires basically get to eat for free. Right. And sure. then they sell the cars, question mark. <laughs> and then give the money to charity. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like what? It does not okay, make sense. None of this plan does not well, make sense. And recall when they betray him and break the key, and you know their their plan is to expand into strip clubs. Remember, they go to the yep. strip club, and yep. so we get uh, we get a little bit more um, uh, relatively unsexy nudity, and uh, they talk about expand. How does that work with the being being vampires part? Uh, when do you when do you, when do you bite your clients, or does, is it not? It does. I mean, in a sense, does Lilith just want to run a adult entertainment? Yeah, empire? does she does she just want to like run Deja Vu? Right, like is that that would be a, that would make sense? But it sort of seems like low stakes. <laughs> it very, very, would it? I mean, I don't <laughs> if know. You're, if you're a many like if Lilith, okay, so Lilith, right? Is she is this Lilith from uh, from sort of like biblical mythology? From she? Is she, yeah, right. Is she the original woman? Is she? The second oldest, li- the, the second, the, like, you know, the second oldest human being who now is a vampire because she won't let Adam, she doesn't want Adam to be on top when they do sex. Is, is is that her? So if that's the case, I mean, you know, right, like she's lived since the garden and being cast out of it. And, and all she wants to do is run deja vu. I, I don't know. Well, at least it would at least it would make sense why she is doing what she's doing. She doesn't want to be pushed around by this like by this preacher again. But they don't actually care. They don't care. Yeah. So it's it's hard to know. Well, it doesn't make sense either. Where Vincent like why why would he but why would he set Lilith free? Why doesn't he just become the one who controls the key? It's very dumb. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make. But sense. let's talk. But let's talk about how great. Jimmy Current is. I love all his duck face guitar playing. I love I love his like Jimmy Swaggart esque like and the organs. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he has excellent taste because he immediately hates Rafe. <laughs> Instantly hates Rafe. Good call. Good call. It's, it's because both of these guys, I think, think Catherine is their girlfriend. Oh, is, <laughs> do you think that? They, they just did, 
I don't know. They both kind of act like they just never checked with her. I think that's that's kind of how I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I, what? That's, what? You, you, that's definitely true. That's the way they both act. That's true. That's true. No one just, just no one thought to ask Catherine what she thinks. Yeah, Jimmy's like, yeah, no, she comes to work every day and she smiles and she laughs at my jokes. We are 100% dating. We are going to get Rafe, married next year. Yeah. And then Rafe is like, I'm going to give her a padded bill for all this work I'm not doing for her. We are wholly dating. She's That's like, why I get to bother her at work. She's, he's like, and look at her legs a whole he's lot. He's like, I would go out of my way to steal underwear out of her hamper. We are dating. Yeah. When he calls, um, when he calls Rafe, Rafe Gutman, is that like a funny character choice? Is it, is that in some way anti-Semitic? I can't make heads or tails out of the religious politics of this movie, to be honest with you. Because, like, okay, so Dennis Miller, is Dennis Miller in real life Jewish? Are you saying, like, that's the only way you could get away with the way it's shown here? I don't well, know. like, otherwise, it's just, like, such a random choice that they, like, go out of their way to be like, oh, he's Jewish. And then you have that moment where the where the vampire is like, oh, I'm not afraid of the Chris. The yeah, that was yeah, Star not afraid of the Star David. It's weird that the vampire is like, oh, it's not a cross. Oh, fine <laughs> excellent i am i don't think that i don't think that dennis miller is jewish yeah i mean he's yeah i don't think so that, that's what a, what <laughs> this feels like this, this this is pretty bad privileged white guy vibes right where it's kind of like oh man yeah you know i uh I, you know <laughs> i i'm such a big supporter of the state of india that it's it's, it's totally fine for me to dress like a guru call myself bhagavan doc antle it's fine why why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Uh the world the world is for me. <laughs> I thought um so what do you think about Corey Feldman, Caleb? Uh he's fine. He's basically given nothing to do. Yeah, I have a question. How old is he? <laughs> Great question. Great question. How old is Catherine? Why are they living together in their parents' home? When I Catherine, saw it, I was, was like a Go ahead. When I saw it, I was like, I'm getting heavy stepmom kid vibes. That's what I thought that this relationship yeah. was. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just weird because also, it's also weird because you don't. I don't think that Corey Feldman is in that bar illegally. I think he's over the age of 21. Yeah, right. And, and Catherine is like, 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 like 25. Yeah, like 25, 26. Yes. She's yeah, under yeah, the age right, of like, 30. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Because she's a woman in a Hollywood mm-hmm, movie. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know what I mean? Like she, she clearly is like. JC's like executive assistant or like she she's not you know she has a she has an established career and like a dental plan and stuff like that like I feel like I feel like that seems to be the way it's sort of built and Caleb is like her you her you know her uh motorcycle jacket wearing brother uh there's no reason that they have to live in the same house that felt really weird and strange uh yeah it, it confused me initially um, I do. Do you like his Kevin Smith cast off friends? Um, his Kevin Smith cast off friends are bananas town. I like that they, the matching nose rings <laughs> or nose studs rather. Never a thing. That was never a thing. Yep. That is very weird. And uh, just the fact just like everything about them is weird. It's like it's like you didn't know. It's like it's like these people have never seen a group of friends interact before. Like that entire scene where the guy's like, no, no, no. I'm going to give you money not to throw a dart at my balls. Like that is yeah. not a thing that would happen in the world. It's ridiculous. 
or even later when the 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 guy the guy with the flat cap who looks like Dante um, is um, like refusing to cooperate with um, Rafe, and Rafe is like just totally owning him, uh, like he's uh, like like he's a conservative on a college campus, and um, and uh, the guy tears up his card, you know, and like all that stuff, and then the friend who. I, I say this not in an ableist way, but the friend who seems like maybe he has a traumatic brain injury or something uh, is like trying to remember and just tell uh, Rafe the information. And the friend just lets him do that. So, like, what's what was all of this about? Yeah, no, I mean, and that and that friend with the brain damage, not a not I great. Mean, it's a it's a thing. It's. I, 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 what do you? I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good though. I mean, I think that's like one of the many. Uh, can I? Can I just go through and like name all of the loose threads that are dropped here? That's definitely one of them. What is yeah, going on with I, that I th- gang, and why do we never see them again? Like they're just they're they should like what I think it's good. I think it's good that at least those guys survived. They didn't do anything bad. It's true. But don't you feel like they just want to shoot pool. But don't you think don't you think that like (laughs) Catherine is kind of extra to that? Shouldn't those guys come and find Dennis Miller and then they team up to like take down the vampires? That's how this story is supposed to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the yes, Um, but also. You could just, they could just not be in the story, too. Like, I, th- I also think the possible. I, also possible, but it's just uh, cause, weird. Because I mean, this is this is totally set up to be the, like, the dame walked into my office. She had gams for days. Uh, I don't know why I made him kind of Southern, but you, you know what I mean? Um, And, and, and Kat, so Catherine is supposed to be, like, the ice queen because, oh, Jesus. That's why he doesn't have access to her reproductive organs right off the bat. And uh, she has to go find this missing brother. And it's, like, bad kid, good kid. You know, you, no, you know what I mean? There's... there's stuff there all of, just the, all of that is there just the way it's positioned is so weird and also i love that like Corey feldman's character is like what are you afraid that i might go out and have some fun and he just goes to a bar to like to like play grab ass <laughs> has, with his he friends has, he has the very normal kind of fun that like any adult over 21 can can well maybe not right now can have but can normally have in in pre-covid america yeah it almost makes you be like Catherine, are, are you quite well like it's okay he's just going to a bar i mean it is weird it's probably it's probably it's probably better that he went to the bar instead of playing loud music and and disrupting your exercise bike routine yeah well <laughs> yes also also like sure not great that one of his friends will literally pay him not to harm his balls but that's just guys being dudes, Mary. Guys, welcome to the locker room. Guys being dudes. Here is a here is a rundown of loose threads, and if you want to talk about any of them, if we can. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Rafe has Hit rare me. blood that was that shared oh. with Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, that's supposed to, I think, explain why he's not just killed immediately. Yeah. But also, this is Maybe. subverted when when Lilith is talking to Vincent and is like, "I don't think he'll ever come back." You're like, "But isn't he supposed to be like the super? You're supposed to like." want his blood like to eat him either you're supposed to either you're supposed to want his blood or you're supposed to taste something in his blood that means that you guys should meet like that this should be like fated or something Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense then you have okay then we have the reverend vampire bordello funeral home dynamic like the relationship between current lilith vincent and the funeral director is never flushed out we don't even really know beyond Lilith and Vincent how any of these people met each other or mm-hmm. why that they should want to help each other. Yes. 
Well, I mean, we, we, I guess Vincent is br- brother Vincent. So he's part of JC's congregation and has been looking for Lilith. Like this has been a project 10 years in the making, at least. Right. So did Current send him to find Lilith? Did Vincent work separately and he's cooked up this scheme? N- none of it is explained. We don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We it, simply it, don't it's know. It's bad. It's, it's, it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of Lilith, so she's supposed to be this ancient evil, which is versus what? Like, it's not actually important or interesting in the story that Lilith is an uber vampire. She could just be a regular mm-hmm. vampire and the same things yes. could go down. Like, you could just kind yes. of make up some gobbledygook about how, like, she's the master vampire, so she's harder to kill. Like, there's no, like, there should be, like, an ancient evil versus ancient good, you know, thing here, and there's not. Like, Mm -hmm. Dennis Miller is an angel or something like that. Does not happen. He's, like, should be, like, Breaker. This should be, like, Demon Knight. Or it should be, like, the John Travolta picture, Michael. That is a wild movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The whole thing in terms of, like, good and evil and morality and re- especially in relation to religion, is totally sloppy. Do- like, why is Dennis Miller Jewish? Why is anyone an evangelical preacher in this? It does not, it just wastes it. Wastes. Yeah, it feels like it's just sort of like mega churches. Those guys are the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you know that these guys are no fun. Um, none of the twists make sense so at the end, right? They think that they've killed Lilith. They think that they've, like murdered all right. of those sex workers sex sex working vampires um <laughs> in like one of the most grisly scenes to ever be put together with Here, hold it hold your power keep your powder dry we'll get there okay um and then dennis miller and then so dennis miller's like like cha-chaing around being like everything's great now and then Catherine's like wait oops no i'm a vampire i'm gonna eat you so well i thought i thought that was good because i hated dennis miller yeah i'm very glad that this movie understood that dennis miller <laughs> simply should not be allowed to live but it doesn't make sense it's implied strongly that lilith made her a vampire so if lilith knew she was a vampire the whole time and eventually would kill dennis miller why is Lilith trying to kill Catherine? And then why did she make her a vampire? No, yeah, makes any it's, sense. The, it's the same way that like, remember when uh, JC busts into the, to the sex dungeon and the Barca lounger has what, what looks like Catherine on it, but it's actually Lilith in disguise, but Catherine is under a table right next to it. Like what? what why? why does not make any sense. <laughs> um, no. And then this is like the biggest thing. And I think the biggest reason this movie is not very good. Nobody in this actually cares about each other or has any connection that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So there's no stakes in this. Like, Catherine does not actually ever be seen to mourn her brother. Like, ever. Like, she's worried about Mm -hmm. him. But, like, once she finds out that he went to this brothel, she's like, well. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, forget it. Yeah, she's she's like, like, if that's where he wants to be, that's where he wants to be. And you want to be like, do you know what a brothel (laughs) is? Like, the fact that he is now a missing person after going to a brothel (laughs) is quite quite concerning. (laughs) Like, he can't can't just move in. Like, Like, that's not how it works. I'm, this is probably very realistic, but I like that the, the sheriff's deputy is like, I have too many missing persons to look into this. Well, and I also like that he's like, first come, first serve. I solve one yeah, case, like, then I move to the next. But, but okay. just like, like no, 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 no reason to think any of this could be connected. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Um, 
you we don't have anything where the reverend is struggling with the fact that he is is a man of the church but also is like has <laughs> like, connections with right right a, a, a mass murderer by proxy yeah yes. n- nothing none nope totally not a problem here, here, this is just off the top of the dome here's how you could fix some of this you gotta have the human connections you get rid of the whole thing where the reverend like you just have the reverend just sort of be like an annoying romantic rival for rafe which is you know not a good look but you stick with you know what you got um you just all you, what you really have to have is something where dennis miller shows up and is like it's vampires catherine she's like that's the craziest thing i've ever heard get out of here you're a madman and the reverend is just like catherine i think this man has something important to say and 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 he, that's where he gets his heel face turned and just is like fully on board with like murdering vampires yeah um that's the other thing that's completely pissed away it doesn't matter that these women are vampires. Like, actually, when you come right down to it, it does not matter. They don't ever do anything with it. They barely kill anybody with their vampire dis. Mm-hmm. They, they they could just be sex workers that sometimes murder people to steal their cars. Like, that could be possible. And the story would not change whatsoever. And that's weird. Yeah. That's bad. Like, what? you can't you can't make a movie called Bordello of Blood and have it not actually be important that they're vampires. Like, they don't yes, do anything the vampires, with it. The vampires needed a plan. And it's clear that they can turn people into vampires. So they could have done a like, we're going to take over the whole city by turning all the all, uh, by turning all of the men, all of whom say they aren't visiting the brothel, but all of whom definitely are into vampires. And then, you know, right. You can have that cop who eats the stew is secretly a vampire or not. Everybody is. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's additionally, talk. additionally, it doesn't matter that they're in a brothel. Like none right. of it matters. They they could just be a nest of vampires that lure men in. Like it's just mm-hmm. done for exploitive reasons. But like, yeah. In fact, in fact, it's weird that once you get out of the coffin, there actually is a brothel down there. Yeah, which actually right. looks like a pretty good time. But like, I, I do love all the things. <laughs> wait, wait. They- hold on. Hold on. Pause. Pause. Seriously, <laughs> you like you like that like weird like like this is the Playboy Club. Like I've. No, no, it's of course like fakey and weird. I've never been to. I've never been to a real brothel or even a pretend brothel. <laughs> like, how many pretend brothels would you go to? But this I is a mock it, brothel, like mock trial. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, like in high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I, the, the, I don't know the, 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 the like men and topless women who seem to be just sort of partying in the bar area, prancing. They're prancing. That doesn't seem to, to be consistent with the business model of the brothel. Correct. That's what's weird about it. So, like, it's just like, it doesn't even matter that it's brothel. So, what this should be is this should be a story where you have, like, the most clear thing. If you're telling me vampire brothel, okay, then <laughs> it's a story about how the men think that they're these sexual predators, but, man, are they mistaken, Right? Like, that's the story to tell. None of those elements are in here at all. We do not for a second think any of these men could hurt anybody. And we also don't think any of these vampires actually hurt anybody. Like, it's just such a weird dynamic. To be to be fair, Caleb, um, when his when his friend uh, who goes with him to the um, Cunningham Wake um, uh, gets gets selected uh, by one of the vampires and is going off with her. Caleb's like, hey, man, kill her. Which is a totally normal thing you say to a man who is about to have sex with someone for money. That That's a very normal, yep. cool thing to say. Yep. Yep. Very normal. Very, very right. I love to couch all of my sexual relationships in the, with, with language of violence. Yes. Um, and then I'm, I, I'm finally at my last point. 
Sure. This is one of the most tragic and upsetting wastes of a mega church set that I have ever seen. <laughs> you have you've given me a massive pop-up animatronic devil and it doesn't do anything? It yeah. merely holds a pitchfork that you only kind of shows me is the killing tool? To, to be fair, the cross laser does rule. That that was a good that that was a good choice. That that does rule. No, what should have happened is it should have been the the demon and the and the the Lord coming together to take down Lilith. They should have mm-hmm. hit him hit her with the with the cross laser and have her fall into this pit and then rise on the the devils. Yeah. Um, yes, like a fa- like a fake out death, and then she's like, "You have to knock it out of my body." And they're like, ah! Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yes. Devil's Pitchfork! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I feel like in our pop culture consciousness, the vampiric brothel is an idea. Maybe it's just because I watched this movie, but I feel like there is, so we do kind of have a cultural connection with vampires and sex work. And it's because of succubuses, right? brothel is sort of a thing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I. I think there might be a little serial killer connection, sort of a less dead people on the margins of society kind of thing, too. What do you think? Probably. Uh, a brothel is a female space, or traditionally, is a female space where men feel powerful and empowered, which uh, can then be subverted, I guess. You know, you're never more vulnerable than when your pants are on your ankle sort of thing. Um Especially, especially if you're jump, if you're dancing around the bar area of a brothel in sort of a conga line <laughs> formation. Why do all these brothels feel real old westy? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> Probably because they're called brothels. <laughs> yeah, um, I just wrote in my notes. Lots of weird partying in the main room. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, my question is: Do those all those people also get eaten? Also, I mean, how I, many hearts does Lilith eat a night? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they kill all these people. Although they also make some people into vampires, like Caleb. What? We, we get no payoff there, right? The the rhyme or reason remember, doesn't make sense. It would make sense for them to be making women into vampires and me- killing the men outright. Why do they keep Caleb around? Did you think it was weird they showed the scene where we see an interview with a with a one, assu- one assumes just normal sex worker who is a, who is sort of interviewing for the brothel, which one assumes would be a like a real scene that would happen in real life for such a establishment. And then later it turns out that she has been vamp vampified. So these that was vampires actually one of my few, like that's one of the moments that I was like, Oh, that's actually like funny and enjoyable. So these aren't like sex demons or like, or like supernaturally sexy vampire. No. These, these, these are sex workers who also happen to be vampires. Yep. Right. That's kind of a, that's a, that's a kind of a strange choice. Um, Although I do. That is one of the few like genuine laughs I had in the whole thing. It's it is a, yeah. it is ludicrous. I don't know. I mean, like probably she has been vampirized, but it is it's funny to see a vampire madam interviewing a vampire sex worker and her being like, so what are the benefits? Like that is like an entertaining oh, thing. Oh, your read is different. So you think she's a vampire before that? I assumed that she was a regular human sex worker. And that the benefits include being turned into a vampire. Oh, that probably is what it meant. I assumed she was a vampire already, and I thought that that was very funny. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. It's just Sen- a- sends out something over the, like, vampire. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's just a business. Like, that's that's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, who knows? You know, t- let's talk about the... So, 
Dennis Miller has said that the only part of the movie that he likes is when he got to do the sort of ballroom blitz scene because it was fun to hose down topless women with a squirt gun at 3 a.m. in the morning at 3 a.m., uh, which like feels kind of gross. This is a scene also that I remember. exactly like a lie since apparently he always wanted to like leave at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Right. P.M. But uh, old man. <laughs> but um, and I, I don't remember. I don't remember feeling weird about that scene, but watching it this time, this scene is so horrible. Like, it's just a bunch of scared, undressed women running and catching fire while Dennis Miller, like, kind of lazily squirts them with a squirt gun. It feels so bad. And like, like, it's like I'm, laugh- high- I'm laughing because it's upsetting. Yeah, and like high five in the oven. I also kind of remember this being like a fun scene. Like a, I even remember kind of like looking forward to the scene. I was like, oh yeah, but at least like the ballroom blitz scene, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, right. No. Nope. <laughs> no, this is like a Nope. It looks like abuse. And I'm not trying to be like some sort of woke scold as they were like, it looks like abusive. It's horrible. No, no, no. It it I think do you to me, it feels like it feels like a sh- like a, a mass shooting. Like it's very upsetting to watch. Maybe just because now we've had yeah. more of those, but mm-hmm. but that's what it that that is the vibe, right? Yeah, and yes, and a fully dressed man holding, albeit a plastic weapon, that he is using to kill semi nude women. Not great. Feel that. Uh, there's there's a sexual component to that violence. Yeah, for sure. Well, and especially since what that really Mm -hmm. should be is it should be like the scene in Lost Boys, right? Where Mm -hmm. where you have you have like truly a battle between the vampires and the humans. But it's not like that because you never the vampires don't ever seem like they have any ability to defend themselves, which is sort of weird. But like the vampires are not scary in this. They don't really threaten anybody you only really see them kill one person memorably well i guess two because lilith also rips the head off yeah, of, yeah. Uh, god damn best sex of your life guy uh um, yeah right yeah but which which nowadays we're just like oh yeah that guy's just on meth <laughs> yeah, i think that that man needs a, a social worker um yeah 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 there's some meetings you can go to man you don't have to he don't have to live like this. Um, also doesn't make any sense since he's supposedly kind of a vampire. Like, I get that his role is to bring people into the brothel. Yeah. He's supposed, like, yeah, he's supposed to be like a But familiar. like Lilith just kills him. Which, which doesn't make whatever. sense. I wonder if they had a plan to make it seem like Corey Feldman was supposed to be his replacement. But then it's mm-hmm. weird that we see that Corey Feldman is like an actual vampire. Also upsetting that Corey Feldman's really excited to see Lilith have sex with his sister. Yes. That's, Pretty damn cool. I, I know that's not what he says there, but, that's but yes, essentially that, the, the the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's, not, it's gross. Okay. Um, yeah. This this movie, every anything you could ever think would be good about this movie is done much better. I, at least in my recollection, have not watched it for several years. In Dusk Till Dawn, like in that, remember, like you know, they have the vampires, but those vampires are scary, and the way when they fight and kill a bunch of them, it's like a last stand kind of Alamo situation. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's stakes this, in that movie. And and there are, uh, yeah, you know, they, they could have, the ballroom, or Caleb shows up and is like, you know, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, nope, just catches him on fire immediately. Like, it's, it's, it's no. Rafe doesn't break a, doesn't even break a sweat killing all these vampires. Yep. Which is weird because we see in that misplaced hospital scene that, uh, that, that makes kind of, that like, is just there for kind of no reason. That vampire is kind of scary and Rafe only wins because 
she tears open the back of her dress and somehow that 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 is the one place where the sunlight gets on her and makes her blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, she seemed threatening, but then it turns out that now nah, you just hose him with a super soaker. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. 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 Ugh. Yeah, it's it Gross. feels it feels really bad. I also want to say that this is some of the least sexy nudity that's ever been committed to screen. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. Not since mall rats have I seen more nudity that I wanted to see less. But yeah, it's. Which I guess makes it's it sound even, like it's somehow it's, like not desirable. It's just presented in a in a way that is not totally appealing. Yeah, like it's just, just like, kind of just kind of like there it is. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, man. Well, and I think also the expectation that it's supposed to be so titillating is what's really annoying about it. Yeah, it's, no, you're right. You're right. Yes, like yes. like. Like there's a moment if you go like if you go to see live theater and there's going to be nudity, I promised you you if you're anything like me you will have sort of like this weird tension in your body where they're like oh there's gonna be nudity in this and then when they show up nudity nude you're like oh it's totally fine like nude people are not when you see actual nudity in the world <laughs> it's fine like it's not upsetting or or sexy it just is right and instead mm-hmm. so it's it's those expectations around it that are sometimes uncomfortable so to see nudity that is totally un artistic or or interesting or like presented in a in an appealing way right and then have mm. people be like you like he's really giving you like a big old boner isn't it it's like you're just like no god why yeah, are you doing yeah. this like no it's not <laughs> i don't want this at all um and it, it's and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that like the gender politics of this movie are like prehistoric right like all these women are gorgeous sexually available women who don't really seem to have sex drives of their own not really right mm-hmm. um, well in fact in fact i feel like the, there's right the the it's it's i think mostly just implied but in a lot of the copy and stuff it's all like bisexual vampire like like you know yeah but none just, of these women like seem like that thrilled to be having sex like they seem thrilled right, be, sure. they seem thrilled to like give men blowjobs but they're not like this is part which, of my which, sexual which, expression by the way, have you seen a film with more cartoonish like by which i mean like you see that they, they do the stupid the stupid thing they do in movies where like the woman is less like Oh, is he going to kiss? Oh, she's going lower. What's happening? And then the man like looks like he's having brain damage. And you hear like a in this so many like weird flies unzipping sounds. Yeah. This movie specializes in that. And also men running their hands up between a woman's thigh to get to the vagine, which you never see in this movie, (laughs) by the way. Like, I have never seen so many men be like going in for the vagine shots in my life. It's so uncomfortable because most of the time it's dead. Dennis Miller. Um, so Dennis Miller, who, by the way, is like 20 years older than than Catherine. Than like anybody else in this movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Just like going around doing his wry little dad jokes. Well, it's also weird, too, because all the men in this are either. So you have these women who basically are like nymphomaniacs. Right. And the and supermodels. Uh, we, we are told not shown. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have men who are either like drooling fools, like Corey Feldman's little gang. Those are the stupidest men that have ever existed in the world, right? They're like, mm-hmm. eh, we, we're in heaven now. <laughs> it's a whorehouse. <laughs> like they. Well, to be to they're idiots. To be fair, to be fair, Dennis Miller jumping out of that coffin. <laughs> Oh like he's rum tum tugger and says something like, "I've died and gone to to Larry Flint's id 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was real tough. But the, I, but I he, forgot he about leaps that. out of it like I'm he's sorry. in cats. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that is the most action and athletic thing that happens. <laughs> you're right, you're right. We secretly this. discovered it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, I'm gonna make a gif that's what we're posting on our social media because it is such a weird moment. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's just like a lights from like <laughs> Yeah, he's super light on his feet. You know that that man had some had some, some uh, stagecraft dance training. Um, <laughs> so either you have like men who are drooling fools or like or like or like just like schlubby guys like that like I do kind of like that cop who's just like pouring stew down his body. No dude, okay. Actually, he also is a secret hero of this movie. Did you like that when um, Dennis Miller is in the hospital, he steals food off his hospital tray? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's that, pretty that was good. a great decision. That was a great decision. Right. So that's one type of man. And then you also have the other type who's basically just Dennis Miller and maybe the Reverend a little bit. But they're basically like adolescent incel fantasies. Like none of those men like actually get to have sex with anybody they get to like touch boobs and then set those boobs on fire like that's their vibe no no you're totally that 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 is what that scene feels like where it's just like like top like the most toxic kind of immature sexuality and then just destroying the beautiful women you can't have yep it's very weird. So, like, that's that is why it feels bad to have so much nudity because that is the sexual politics of this film. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird when the love to death episode has a more mature take on like human sexuality than than any than some other piece of media. I mean, this makes Corman's calamity seem like uh, Citizen Kane, <laughs> like in many ways. Corman's cal- compared to this, Corman's calamity woke and good. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but at least Corman's calamity does seem to be wanting to say something and has some artistic merit. This basically does not. Does not. So at all. I, I think I think we would agree. Bad effects, bad action choreography, nice locations. The funeral home looks good. The mega church which Dennis Miller describes as being kind of like Superman's dad's joint on Krypton. Krypton. <laughs> I was going to say, does he does he not know it's Krypton? Because that's embarrassing for everyone. <laughs> no, no, it's just called. me. It's me. I'm just uh, disappearing into the... You've gone too far. You've gone too far. I have taken the liberty of writing down some terrible dialogue from it. If you'd like me to if you'd like oh, do a little lightning round with that. Hey, boys. Want to take the Skin Express to Tuna Town? Oh. How about... I love it when a man gives you head and you get to keep it after Lilith pulls the head off the tweaker yep. vampire. Great. Dennis Miller says this one, which is a real misfire. Well, then let them eat a guy named Cake. Oh, my God. <laughs> he says that after he jumps into the coffin to, like, go to the brothel. How about when um, Lilith shows up to, to seduce uh, uh, Rafe, Dennis Miller, and she turns it and she's like, I can do it's stupid because, you know, she does the like, I can be anything you want. I can be your fantasy because we're in the 10 minutes of the movie where we care about the Ivan, the terrible blood. Yep. And, you know, she's going to turn on the Catherine, but we have to have her like dress up like Marilyn Monroe or be, uh, be a sexy cheerleader. And she says, two, four, six, eight. You can watch me masturbate. Um, I did only like I feel that. embarrassed. <laughs> it was very embarrassing to watch that scene um, completely alone, which is how I watched it. Um, but, <laughs> and I still feel That's embarrassed. the only way to watch it. Can this you? is the only way to watch I, this I actually... Don't watch this movie. I like movie to watch with it with, 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 with my community religious leaders. There you go. 
I, I, I Sorry, insist, Padre. I insist on having my therapist on speed dial the entire time. I just He's zoom actually in with Zoom chatting with me. But I will yeah. say, I did. The only reason I thought that that might be okay is that is this, this is the most sex positive this movie gets. The idea. Oh yeah. The yeah, idea no, that yeah, Lilith yeah. might want to masturbate because she is interested in sexual pleasure for herself. No. Well, sure. Yeah. No, that's fine. It just. I. It feels like a like a fourteen year old boy wrote it. That's all. Yeah. And then when when she turns into Catherine, she says something about like, "Rafe, can I tell you something? When you were looking at my legs, I liked it." And she says it like a weird robotic like. Well, and also Catherine looks crazy there. I do think that they like distorted her somewhat. Like her eyes are really yeah. big. Like she's upsetting then, looking. Then. Yeah. 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 Do you like it when she decides to make her little ambush documentary about lust and fornication? I would and, love to watch the real version of that documentary where Gavin just marches into strip clubs and is like, hey, why are you here? That'd be great. It'd be like rock and roll parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy metal parking lot. Sorry. Is this what you like? Do you think this is good? But I like that he says, well, onward, Christian soldier. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Do you like it when Vincent uh, steals the key and he's just like, I, I, I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator. I have to go return some videotapes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yep. Oh, man. How? So How am I doing, lover? You're getting hot. Recall that when Catherine and Lilith are fighting, we decide all of a sudden that they are kind of in like sexual competition for Rafe. <laughs> which, and, which, by the way, what? And Catherine, who we have established is like a devout Christian who, uh, who can do whatever she wants because she's a grown woman, but who you know uh, wants to make documentaries about fornication and stuff. And she says, "Face it, the best you'll ever be is a charity fuck," which is a crazy thing to say to a vampire that you're trying to kill. Yeah. Um. And and wildly out of character, and then. Um, Maybe Rafe says to Lilith, I'd rather crazy glue my dick to a bullet train than fuck you. Yeah. Also, also not not funny. Doesn't really make sense. No, I did think that that was funny where it was just like the worst, meanest thing we can say to Lilith is that we don't think she's sexy. I'm like, she is like older than time like I don't right, I, yeah. I don't think that her you're like she doesn't need you to validate her like she doesn't care about this well but 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 then also remember we're in the minds of uh, of, uh, of of men who probably do think that like telling that, that that probably is the meanest thing they can conceive of telling a woman yeah they probably are tell they're probably actually like going up to these actors when they've had a bad take and they're like i just don't think you seem very sexy in this scene like try to be more sexy make me want to have sex with you and then you'll be doing your job right um <laughs> yeah yeah probably um but no like the whole thing is so crazy because you also want to be like you also, you also want to be like Catherine. You also don't want to have sex with Rafe. Nobody wants right. to have sex with Rafe. And actually, it kind of seems like Rafe doesn't want to have sex with anybody either. Like, this is not <laughs> sexy. Why are this you guys is, talking about a, sex this so is much? Just, this is just a carnival of incels and vol cells just colliding into each other. <laughs> it's true. Violent results. Yeah. It's no, true. Yes. Um, yeah. Does it, so, so, which makes it, it very adolescent. This is a very, it feels yes. very adolescent. No, no, you're totally right. It's it's it, it's the love to death thing where it's kind of like, and then she she's wearing some lingerie, and then we jump in the bed, and we like, 
do we the do sex. It. We just we just like rub our pieces. Mm. Yeah, fully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking it in the quite... lap. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Just just go into town the way the normal way. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, normal way the, my crotch is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why does the Cunningham Wake ever close? Like, I, I, I do think the... I, I kind of thought the scene where he does the I, I, I'm feeling excruciatingly sad, I need to grieve. That, that was that was okay. That was, it was fine. more funny than most of what's in there, you know? But, like, why does it ever close? Also, <laughs> when Caleb and his buddies show up, and then the guy forces them into the coffin at gunpoint. He's very aggressively selling them on going to the brothel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they could just be like, nope, we changed our mind. They don't know anything except that there is a brothel, which they have a vampire out, you know, telling people there is. So it would it does seem a little bit weird that the mortician isn't like taking their credit cards and then committing massive <laughs> credit card fraud. At least that's a business model. I buy more than, yeah, all these people who show up at our brothels. Turn as they drive cars that are that are worth a lot. Like, are they just are they constantly donating them to, to various like NPR stations for 500 bucks? Like, no, no, actually, on the uh, on the other side, on the other side of the building that you can't see from where it's shot, there's actually a used car lot. <laughs> there are so honestly, that building is a really good use of space. Like they have, yeah. they have like seven different businesses running out of that building. It's very <laughs> impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> Lilith, girl, boss, get the paper, girl. <sighs> I, I I would be better with that story, even though it's dumb. Even though it's dumb. So this movie killed Tales from the Crypt movies because it was yep. such a flop. Um, yes. Which is sort of weird because don't you think that so especially compared to Demon Knight, which, as we said, is an amazing movie. Yes. Our perfectly smooth boy. Oh, I mean, if Billy Zane, if only they replaced Dennis Miller with Billy Zane, this movie would be so <laughs> oh much better. Gosh. Billy, Billy Zane doing another just <laughs> Like scenery, human cartoon character. Crazy. Well, actually, could we could we somehow replace D- Billy Dennis Miller with Billy Zane and also have Billy Zane be Lilith? No offense to Angie to Angie, but he would be an amazing no, actually, Lilith. Billy Zane, Billy Zane as Angie as sort of like the abusive pimp of the house, and then you cast, of course, who else? Bill Sadler. <laughs> Bill Sadler would be great. I mean, it would be a very different performance, but like as sort of a grim Sam Spade yeah. kind of like that would make sense. hard-boiled private eye. Yep. That would rule. Yep. I think it's also just like the idea of Dennis Miller being a private eye just does not land. But like what is weird about this is, especially compared to Demon Knight. Dennis Miller being in a role where you don't just immediately want to punch his smug face. <laughs> where it seems like like a role, a role that would require him to do any amount of effort. At all. <laughs> Just does not does not track. I also think it's weird that even though compared to Demon Knight, compared to, I would say, all of the seasons and episodes we've watched now with a few, few like a very few exceptions, I think that this is what people imagine Tales uh, from the Crypt to be. Like lots of nudity, yes. lots of goriness, like not really that much of a story, not well yeah, made. Stupid. Stupid. Yep. Um, exploitive for no reason, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a shame. And it's weird that this is what people imagine it to be. And then this is what killed basically the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It, it This is too jokey and cartoony 
Um, uh, but yeah, all of all of the like classic ingredients are there. There's no chainsaw, which I think there needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this. It feels bad because I, you know, does this feel like a Tales from the Crypt episode? I mean, kind of, and that makes me feel bad and sad. <laughs> Yeah, although it doesn't, it does not have any connective tissues really with the things that we're used to. And in in a Tales from the Crypt episode, like normally, like it's difficult to kind of talk about it the way we usually talk about an episode because it's so different from it. Like Mm -hmm. there is no moral. There is sort of like a twist, but it's not like a cruel twist of fate kind of thing. It's just like a bunch of random wacky scenes loosely tied together with like a billion strings. And that's not what these stories tend to be about. And some of that might be because it's missing the soul. I mean, like, you know, and we don't you and I are not Tales from the Crypt or Haunt of Fear or whatever. Shocking Tales uh, originalists. But it's missing the, the, the comic book spine that all the other ones have, which is probably why they see, kind of have this for good or ill sort of thematic mm-hmm. moral thing. You know, this is, this, this, this is, this was never a Tales from the Crypt story. This was a, this is a 30 year old screenplay that, that, that fi- finally some producer got to make, make and then slap his brand on. Um, and so that's, you know, that's why it's, it, it, it's, it's, it has all of the trappings and, um, facade of a tales from the crypt story but it doesn't have the, the actual the actual the meat soul the bones the organs yep. did you did you like that they reused the key <laughs> no <laughs> i hated that too i, I was like no it. that's not what that is that's not what that's for oh they put so i literally thought to myself they put something <laughs> awful in there <laughs> that's how i feel about the movie yeah <laughs> so if this there there is some scuttlebutt that maybe this was supposed to be the the key, like like this was one of the other keys, which would imply that they could have made seven movies. Terrible, right? Yes. Like, could I have <laughs> se- could I have seven demon knights as opposed to this? I would love that. The seven demon knights, though, right? If you were going to do show all the keys, they would have to. A lot of them would have to be period pieces right like you'd have to see one that was like lost in ancient egypt and like a scorpion king kind of thing and then you'd have to have one that was like in the revolutionary war right don't you think mm-hmm. 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 i mean it would I mean, probably re- get... recall that it's a movie that shows the crucifixion of jesus in flashback oh what a what, what a wonderfully weird film <laughs> that movie was yeah <laughs> i wish we had watched that instead of this again like just like do it a second <laughs> round um yeah, I mean, I guess I, it doesn't even have to be, like, seven, like, like sequels to or prequels to or equals to Demon Knights. Just, like, more, mo- like, kind of taking more of that idea where you have sort of, like, a big story that and, and like, a like a classic horror convention and just sort of, like, allowing a bunch of actors to sort of chew the scenery in a real camp fest. Like, that would be lovely. This is just not entertaining really in that way which is weird because it's not like it's not hard to watch like i i I watched it it's fine it's one of those bad movies that's like fine to take in even though it's quite Mm -hmm. offensive um but it's just so it's such a nothing that it's not even really upsetting to watch like you're just like okay yep that was this has hard this has hard like lazy afternoon comedy central movie kind of energy yeah 
Yeah. Although then I think the movie would be like, you'd have to cut all the nudity. So I think that the movie would be like a like a tight like forty minutes long. Yeah. I, how this movie is less than an hour and a half. This is like a 80s, 80, 80 and change minute movie. That's how you know you're about to watch something quality. Couldn't even make it an hour and a half long. Although, although there is something to be said for economic filmmaking, it, it is it is nice to not have to spend two and a half hours watching uh watching actors jump around in front of a green screen. Hey yo. Oh, I liked it. I like a like a practical effect. I do. I do actually. It's very fun. Um, yeah. Why don't they? I, we, why I don't, couldn't Why couldn't this be a good film like Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I don't have a single nice thing to say about that movie or this movie. Uh, and I actually don't even have a, a thing to say about it beyond this. What about you? Um, not really, no. I mean, John Boyega's pretty good, but... <laughs> yeah. I like John Boyega's work, you know, IRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Attack of the Block is very, very good. Um, yeah, yeah, he's good, yeah. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, he, he's good. Hmm. Uh, just, just uh, once again, pissed away. He Politically, artistically... <laughs> Like, looks-wise, great in the face. His face is great. Um, <laughs> I would say that he is the... He, Mary's like, I like his tush. He's got a good tush. Yeah, tush, tush, great. Um, I would say that in this, he is the mega church set to me. Just, like, wasted in Star Wars. Wasted, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. All right, all right, let's yeah. Let's rate this sucker. This is unfixable. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. There are ideas for a good story there but to fix them you would have to just make a good movie um yeah the whoever they're like whoever did their location scouting did a good job yeah everybody who's not dennis miller does an okay job it's yes, just at least serviceable like like good enough good enough that the, the script right. is the and, problem yeah and and I, i'm just saying that i know that he's not the entire reason it's bad but if you had somebody in there who was willing to just like go for the gusto and just be like yeah of course it doesn't make sense but we're we're, we're jumping in with both feet it would at Pay least no be more fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It would. It could be one of those movies where you're like, yeah, of course it doesn't make sense. It's like a, it's a, it's a exploitive vampire, you know, crappy film. But I mean, romancing the stone basically does that, right? The movie does not make. I mean, it's like way mm-hmm. better written, but that movie does not make sense. But everybody who's in that movie fully commits to that movie, and it's fun to watch because of that. Yeah. All right. What's your rating for this? This, this film, this picture. So I gave it 0.5 out of 5 cookie goblets. Um, <laughs> because so I have a, to give it a, a half, half a cookie goblet. A half a cookie goblet. I have to give it a half a cookie goblet because it's not like unwatchable. It's just not good at, in any on any metric beyond the fact that it's not mm-hmm. like offense. Like I don't I don't feel so bored or mortified that I have to turn it off. Do you think that do you think that it deserves any heat for having basically torched the franchise, or do you think that uh, probably it had run maybe probably it had run its maybe, course? Yeah, the '90s are probably done with. Yeah, we we don't need a whole bunch of Tales from the Crypt branded films. No, I think that it's surprising yeah. to me that Tales from the Crypt has not had a resurgence. I know it tried to a little while ago. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of surprised that nothing has been successful next. It's probably ripe for the picking now, but yeah. So cookie go- have a cookie goblet. We should, just, we should just email Jordan Peele, see if he'd be interested. In. He's like, I'm, I, he's like I, I can only spin so many plates. Jeez. <laughs> How many series do you want me to have? All of them, sir. 
Um, so I nothing you I don't disagree with anything you said. I think I have a little bit of great inflation compared to you. And I just gave it one terrible nose stud. Out <laughs> <laughs> uh, of five or like what? <laughs> uh, what do we grade out of? No, out of five. Yeah. Out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> one out of ten. It's the same as you. I had backups no, in case I did not mention the cookie goblet, even though I could not ha- even get over the cookie goblet when I saw it and had to pause it so I well, could like really look at the cookie look, goblet. Look, 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 look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why is his office a movie theater? How is it cheaper for his office to be in a movie theater? Also, why is his office just like a series of tables with trash on them? Like, there's just so much trash in that office. Um, my, but my backups were cans of stew and bottles of sunblock. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the sunblock thing. Also very lame and lazy. Yeah, lame. Next time, we'll kick off season four with a grisly little number about a con man who meets his match in None But the Lonely Heart. Oh, right. Tom Hanks is in the episode, too. Ah, America's sweetheart. Thanks for listening to Crypt Creepers. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitchers, or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, review. Um, be sure to visit outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt-creepers to see our other shows and find other excellent podcasts. Uh, Till next time. Uh, it's sort of a sad tale, right? Rafe thought that he could finally settle down with Catherine, but sadly it was all in vain. Uh, Turns out she just wanted to go out for a bite. (laughs) I think that's how the producers felt too. Outrageous?